Yins guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today's July 11th. It's officially the All-Star break. The Batlin Bucks send it out in fashion. And tonight, Ben Sherrington had an opportunity to select the first overall pick, which is... Let's go, Bucks. Which is the catcher out of Louisville, Henry Davis. What's up, Jake? How are we doing, bud? What do you think? Henry Davis. I mean, we're just jumping right it. into it, right? Yeah. This is what we're here for. This is what we're talking. This is everything. Uh kind of. Not really everything. Right. We'll get into some it. of the we'll get into some of the games a, uh, a little bit later. But as for now, I mean we do we do. We just want to dive right into the into the pick. Sure. And into the draft and all that stuff. So, Henry Davis, I, there was so much talk. Is it going to be Jack Leiter? Is it going to be Marcelo Meyer? Is it going to be any of those other guys? Obviously, even go back even further, Kumar Rocker. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Khalil Watson. The, who was the other shortstop? Help me out. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, there's one more shortstop that went in this in the draft. <laughs> Why am I not thinking of Jordan Lawler? Jordan Lawler. There we go. <laughs> all those guys were all listed. There was a ton of shortstops. Brady House was another short. I mean, there's a ton of shortstops. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I had the uh, the MLB draft board pulled up and closed out of it. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to close out of that now. I think I think we're good. And then here I am saying, who the heck got drafted? Yeah, we're good now. So anyway. They went with Henry Davis, which was MLB rank number five. You know, I mean, they rank them. That is what it is. Every team has their own internal rankings. It doesn't really, it doesn't matter. Each team is going to be different. And that's going to be based on uh, internal discussions, uh, who your scouts, what day they saw, you know, what the your scouts thought of them, what you're looking for in a player, whether it's, hey, we really want a power guy, or maybe one organization says they value defensive catching over offensive catching or framing over good arms or, you know what I mean? Yeah. All those weird things. But this is just an overall board. He was ranked five. Pirates had him number one. Yeah. I think there was of the top, I think they, you know, Sherrington had said some things. They had about, I think he said almost seven guys that they'd be happy with picking. And they were like, we're not going to make a decision until right up there. I I think they have like five minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, you're on the board five minutes. Do you have a decision? They said, well, that's when we'll make our decision. Just in case there's any new new information that gets brought to them, then they can say, we'll use that information to make our pick. I think they had a... I understand he said maybe seven, but... I think they had it narrowed down to less than that. I think you could say seven because I think you could say Henry Davis was, he was the, if you were going to, if you were saying I need a catcher, it's him. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the other catchers I think are all high school catchers. Yeah. I think. Anyway, so if, if you think, okay, well, we could go with this catcher, but then you could say, well, we could also go with a pitcher. What pitcher do we like? And you might say, well, they, 
they probably could say Lighter is their guy. Or maybe it was somebody else. Mm -hmm. But, you know, let's say it was Lighter. And then they might say, we also could go for one of these high school shortstops. That are supposedly the best, you know, some of the best talents in the draft. That's right. So if, if you're saying that, there was like four. I mean, we named, we just named four of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And are they in order? Meyer went fourth to the to the Red Sox. Lawler went sixth to the Diamondbacks. Brady House went 11th to the Nationals. And Khalil Watson went 16th to, to the Marlins. And then right after Khalil Watson, Matt McClain out of UCA was dra- UCLA was drafted 17th. And the White Sox just picked a shortstop. We're only at pick 22. And Trey Sweeney, Trey Sweeney out of Eastern Illinois, was drafted yeah. 20th to the Yankees. That's a lot of shortstops. It would be easy for you to say, like, hey, we could really take any of those four shortstops and be happy with it. Of the first four. Right. You know what I mean? But so that the, puts you that puts you at six guys right there. Yeah, but it puts you in a predicament when you got you can literally pick anybody. Well, I don't care who you're happy with. Except, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but I'm saying when you're the, when you're down in the draft a little bit, you're like, oh, I'll be happy with any of these guys. And then as the draft goes, you're like, well, we, he's gone, he's gone. I'm still happy with this guy. Yes, and I think that's the thing is now you have to pick one one. So now that's why Sherrington made the comments to say we can't miss. Which brings me to point number one about Henry Davis. My point, right? I think that you pick Henry Davis because it's going to work out. I mean, barring injuries and something not like unforeseen, which is very possible in baseball. Right. He just looks like, okay, this guy's going to hit. Mm-hmm. If catching, even if catching doesn't work out, you know what I mean? Maybe he plays first base, right field, something like that. I mean, he's got a great arm, so we say that about first base, but mm-hmm. he's a he's a pick where you can say we're not going to miss on Henry Davis. And I think that maybe, I mean, here's the thing: we nobody knows, we don't know, only the people right. in that draft room know. But maybe that's what put him over the edge is to say, what's our floor on this pick? You know what I mean? If it's right. if it's yeah. let's say it's one of the pitchers and he ends up being a back of the rotation guy. That's what I think is Henry Davis. I think that they were motivated by we can't miss on one one. And I I just maybe that was it. I don't think you could have missed with Jack Leiter, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I you know that right. was my pick. I would have went Jack Leiter. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What what would you I, I is love, this your I pick? Love the pick? I I was leaning that way. Like yeah. I would have been satisfied with three, you know. I had I had a top three I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. We don't have a big catching prospect right now, so I kind of wanted Henry Davis, and okay. he's not that far away, in my opinion. He's two to three years out. Marcelo Meyer, high ceiling. Yeah. Um, to me, the safe pick would have been Marcelo Meyer, because. He's right out of high school, which means you you can develop him with your excellent development team that you're supposed to have. Which we we don't. You know, obviously we're we're hopeful in that, and we're trusting. Hey, we're going to give him an opportunity to fail us. I agree with that, and I I agree with that. Um, and then Jack Leiter is as close to a sure thing as there was in the draft, pitching wise. Pitching wise, I agree with that this year. 
I agree with that. That's why he went number two overall. Mm-hmm. That's why you know what I mean. Yeah, but I just think I, I, I don't, I don't see the Henry Davis as a safe, safe pick, like the safe pick. I would have seen Marcelo Meyer as the safe pick. This is who everybody thinks is going to be number one. This is who we have time to develop him. This is, you know, we have all options here. But as guys like that grow up, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if they'll work out. You don't know that he could end up being in the majors by 21. He could end up not being anything. I think, I think, and again, this is just my opinion. The only reason I don't see him as a, quote unquote safe pick is because 21 years old out of college the best college hitter in the draft Mm -hmm. you expect him to be in the majors in two to three years and if he's not is he a bust or is he looking like a bust well it depends on what his numbers are that could just be because he got injured one year sure and so if unless that's the you're case, saying that's, that's two, a little bit different, because but. then that sets you back and could actually add a year to your development. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if you say, well, let's say three seasons. So if he misses a season, yeah, but he sure. might, that might extend it even to four seasons if he, if he gets a bad injury. And then also what if as a catcher, what if it's a leg injury? Now all of a sudden you got a guy learning a new position because he can no longer catch. But if he yeah. still makes it, and still hits 30 homers a year for three years, He's he wasn't a miss. Especially right. if you're able to win while he's doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, no, I don't think that how long it takes him to get there does not label him as a miss. I think it matters when he gets there, how does he do? Uh, Pedro Alvarez, great hitter, and he was up. What did we say? We just looked at that. How long did it take him to get up? I'll have to look it up again. Yeah, I'll have to look it. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead and make your next pick. I'm going to look up the Pedro Alvarez thing, or make your next point. I'm sorry. Oh, that was. I mean, lighter would have been a few years away as well. I just, I just, to me, I thought, I thought with a development team that Sherrington supposedly brings to the table, mm-hmm. I thought Marcelo Meyer was the safe pick, the safest pick. Okay. 2008 draft, he was drafted. He made his debut in 2010, just two years after. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, he played 95 games, and he hit 16 home runs, hit around 250, which is what you would expect. I feel like that's a, you know, it's a good rookie campaign. Also, mm-hmm. with it said, he would have been 23 years old. <laughs> So this right. is you're you're looking at a lot of this right now. Henry Davis will be 22 at the start of the season next year. He'll be 22 in September. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at him making his if he gets there as quick as we I hope. 24 years old. Well, no, it's the same. Debut. It's the same thing. Well, yeah, you're right. It would be 24 22 for yeah. his first year, 23 for his second year. Yeah. If he makes it in his third year, be 24 years old. So at 22 years old. In 2009. So, yeah, no. Alvarez was drafted in 2008. 2009, he was 22. So, same thing. So, you're talking about he was in high A and double A. 66 games in high A, double A, 60 games in 2009. In 2010, he played in 66 games at triple A, made it to the majors. 
But you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so you're saying Henry Davis could be, he could start off in high A, Greensboro, next year. Mm-hmm. Jump right to, now, granted, guys, <laughs> that was Huntington. This is Sherrington. We have no right. idea. Right. But essentially, he could jump from A ball to double A ball and then start right away with triple A ball. I mean, he was, I mean, Alvarez was hitting, you know what I mean? In a, in high A and double A in 2009, he had 27 home runs. You know what I mean? 60 games, or I mean, uh, 66 games in Lynchburg at the time, which would have been high A, hit 14 home runs. And then in 60 games in double A, he had 13. Yeah. And then in 66 games in AAA to start 2010, he hit another 13 homers. If Henry Davis does that, then, yeah, he could move that quick. And we have the availability for him to do that. Right. Because there's nobody in his way. So we do have one catcher on our top 30 prospect list, Andy Rodriguez, who we got from the Mets in the Joe Musgrove trade in that weird thing where Mm-hmm. Everything was us in the in the in the Padres, except they sent a pitcher to the Mets, and we got this catcher. Right. So, and he's doing well this year with, um, yeah, he's in Bradenton, so he's in Low A at twenty one. I mean, he's seven home runs, two sixty eight, and fifty two games. So I mean, like he's fine, but that's our only catcher. Twenty fifth right. catch, you know. Now all of a sudden, it's like. Well, Henry Davis is going to be in our top 10. Yeah. Um, probably top, top five. five. Probably top five. Yeah. I mean, I mean Hudson Head, he's going to go ahead of him. Yeah. Lee over Peguero? Fly over Peguero? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Probably. O'Neal Cruz? The weird thing is, is I kind of see Peguero as above Cruz, but <laughs> 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 that's not the way they see it. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. looking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. He might jump even higher. Henry Davis hit in in 50 games this year. He hit 370 with 15 home runs. You know what I mean? Mash, yeah. As a catcher with a cannon. Yeah, he caught what 34 percent. I think that's about right. I think that was the number that I was reading. Oh, his caught stealing percentage this year, this past year, was 50 percent. Around 50 percent, it says. (laughs) That's. You know, that's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. But in his first two college seasons, it was 34. That's where I got the 34 number. Okay. From. I knew I saw it somewhere. Yeah. Still, even 34 is pretty good. 50 is just ridiculous. Yeah. Don't expect him to throw out 50% of the runners at the major league level. No. Well, <laughs> and anymore, like, that percentage has to be go. Do you think that percentage has to be going down? Because nobody's just stealing to steal. They're all picking very specific spots, and the steal, the the stolen base rate is way up. Mm-hmm. I would think. I haven't looked at that. I would think it is. I just don't. I don't. I don't think the major leagues focus on holding runners as much as they used to. Like, oh, guy on first with a righty, I'm gonna lift my leg all the way up. I think a lot of stolen bases are on pitchers. Yeah, not necessarily the catchers. I don't. I mean, being Pirates fans, we've seen it a lot. It's just like, dude, just slide step and give your catcher a chance. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to slide step every time. But if you don't mix it in, then they know you're lifting your leg up. They're going to get a good jump. 
Just remember the name. With the first pick of the 2021 MLB draft, the Pittsburgh Pirates select Henry Davis, a catcher from the University of Louisville. <laughs> I literally stood up off the couch. Fist pumped the air like. Yes. I think my fan pick was Jack Leiter. <laughs> sure. I I'm excited about Henry Davis. I would have been fine with Meyer. I uh, here's what I don't think about when you say safe pick. I I I don't know where does that come in. Where is that safe? Like if you're going to define the word, this is a safe pick. Right. Do you mean like nobody's going to ridicule you for picking him? Because then I would say yes on Meyer. But for me, when I think of like, you know, because you said safe pick, I would think the guy who's probably like has the most, uh, has the best chance of working out of, you know what I mean? Of panning yeah. out. And to me, yeah. that they, the closer they are, the the more you know about them. And I say, okay, then to me, that's Henry Davis, hitter. He's, I mean, he's twenty. He's going to be twenty-two in September. The power's already there. A lot of guys that with power, you say, oh, power comes last. No, it's already there. Sure. When they talk about his exit velocity. Maximum exit velocity in 2020 was 109.7, 95th percentile among college hitters. Average was 92.7, which placed him in the 90th percentile. Only two players went on to be drafted in the first two rounds of the 2020 draft, ranked above him. Aaron Sabato, who went 27th overall to the Twins, and Spencer Torkelson, who was the first overall pick. And that's just his 2020 numbers. Freshman year, he had 280 with just three homers in 45 games. Three home runs in 45 games. In five more games this year, he hit 15. Yeah. So, I mean, he grew up a little bit from 19 to 21. That kind of shows you, right, that's the difference in an 18-year-old who you say he'll develop power because Henry Davis went to Louisville and developed power. Last catcher drafted from Louisville. Uh, Will Smith, wasn't it? Will Smith, Dodgers. I like that kind of comparison. I I do the same thing with Jack Leiter. I always think, who's Jack Leiter look like? Walker Bueller. Vandy guy, not tall. Athletic build. I think they throw the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, he tur- if Jack Leiter turns out to be like Walker Bueller, <laughs> <laughs> then why didn't we pick him? I get it. And, and you know what? Okay, so your next point, because we've already said it a little bit, but we need a catchers. Yeah. So. I, I, me, and you, me and you see a little bit differently. We I do. Than on this. I, I do believe in the draft, you draft for your organization, um, per your organizational needs. I, I think you, you, you kind of just feel like players. take the best player. I do. You need good players. Sure. Period. Which I'm not, I'm not, I know I you don't disagree, disagree with that. With yeah, this. It's yeah, just, you're we right. just, yeah, we don't see eye to eye, but we don't disagree. But you're saying, hey, we've got no catchers coming up. We need a catcher. Yeah. And I say, and you got a guy, and you see a guy like Henry Davis. Now, if Henry Davis wasn't in this draft, I'm not picking one of them high school catchers. No, 
Does that make sense? Yeah, you're gonna. Like, I mean, I'm gonna take. If it's available, I understand what you're saying. I I would say that Ben Sherrington thought that Henry Davis was the best player available. Because I don't think that he thinks, oh, we really need catchers. I don't think that he's thinking. He doesn't care. He's been very clear in in all the trades. And all the, you know what I mean? All those things he said, we're, we're picking the best available. Best player we can get from that team for this guy, that's who we're getting. And I think that's right. I think that's how you do it. Because who cares if you've got too many outfielders, which I think is, is where we're at right now. Yeah. If everyone works out, we've got too many. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back it up a little bit. We were in this situation. Neil Huntington thought it was fine to deal Meadows because he thought we've already got, I mean, we've already, to be fair, we had already signed our three outfielders. They were there. And Polanco was supposed to work out. And I think at that time of that trade, they were still hoping that he would. Yeah. So, you know, that to me, that's the big thing is I, I just, you pick the best available guy. And then if you have, too many of them, then you end up with a high value. Now, granted, we didn't get what we thought. We didn't get what Huntington thought we would get from Chris Archer, right? Right. And there was a lot of us that said, what what, 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 what are you doing? Because we were like, he's not the same Chris Archer. Yeah. And they thought, well, we can make him the same Chris Archer that he used to be. No, dude, you just can't. I don't know. I mean, I know they had other guys that they were able to fix and that we're not going to talk about the Archer trade. Point is he thought he was getting (laughs) value. So he was sending first off glass. Now was not value. He wasn't going to work out for us. No. And he wasn't working out for us. He was not value. Right. They had to send, we were getting rid of him because we didn't think he was going to work out. I'm saying this is what Huntington thought. And, right. and what the Rays would say is there's no value there. Even if they thought there was, they would say there's not. So sure. they needed to get something of value. So, you know, when we say, well, we were already giving him glass, glass now stunk. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't throw a strike. So he wasn't value. They had to send Meadows to get the deal. We've talked about this. Baz was the thing that made me choke. We've right. already sent him Meadows. We don't, they don't, it just shouldn't need anybody else. You're going to get a, this guy will be up here this year. He would have been in Pittsburgh if we didn't have those three guys. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't think that you can have too many at any position. So, I felt, I feel like if there was an outfielder there available, then you get the outfielder. And I feel like we have a ton of outfielders right now. You find out who your best is, you play them. And sometimes I would have told you when Meadows was traded that he's already better than Polanco, but Polanco was already signed. Right. Which means he had less value as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, we can talk about the fact that we weren't getting a good player in Chris Archer. (laughs) However, Huntington thought he was. So keep keep that in your mind that he thought he was getting a veteran starter who was going to help our rotation. So take Chris Archer out of the out of the scenario and pretend that we were getting a veteran starter who was going to help our rotation. Sure. You know what I mean? And then say, okay, 
the Rays are going to look for value. Now, also keep in mind that we were making the trade with the Rays because they would never take Polanco anyway. Actually, even point in case, case in point, he already had a contract. They had no business with him. Right. They wanted the young guy. You know, they always want the young guy. And right. Meadows was the perfect, you know what I mean? So it's not even necessarily the best player. But it's the most opportune to get the guy that you want. Unfortunately, Huntington wanted Archer. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you log jam every position if that's the best available player. Because when it's time to win, that player gets you the player that you actually need. If you need a catcher and there's one out there that you can get, like, I mean, like, how in the world the Pirates got Russell Martin is beyond me to this day. But if you needed a guy like that and he was available in a trade and you needed to, to get him to go to the next step in 2025 or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then whoever you drafted, if that would have been whoever, if that would have been Meyer, trade him. Get the guy you need right now. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think you get the best available because that becomes trade bait. Or maybe not even trade bait. Maybe it enables you, like right now we're saying Adam Frazier needs traded. We all agree, he. well, half of us agree that he needs traded. <laughs> I don't even agree with myself with that sometimes. I do agree with it, but I don't sometimes. Right. He needs traded. However, there's nobody there. So if you had a young guy that was already, that was drafted, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It enables you to be able to trade the guy that you have and not feel bad about it and get the most value of him and maybe trade him for some 18-year-olds. That's what Sherrington does because he then he can develop them. Yeah. I don't have a problem with Henry Davis' pick by any stretch of the imagination. I like the pick. Yeah. But I think that he was picked because Sherrington thought he was the best player. That's fair. I believe Sherrington has a plan. What do you think in your head? And we probably talked about this preseason, but, you know, here we are in July. What is that year? And I th- I have a year of when I think we'll start competing, but not for a playoff spot. I think I have a year that I think, oh, we'll probably be a pretty good team. We're going to see some of these guys. It's going to be exciting. To me, that year is 23. Okay. So you think, like, hey, we have a shot to compete for a playoff spot. Like our window technically opens in 2024 or 2025? 24. I've heard a lot of 25s recently. You know what I mean? I just think we're, I think we're better. We're better than our record right now with the personnel we have now. I think it has to be. Because you're going to get, you're going to get a little bit more consistency. I mean, we do not have a complete lineup. Even now. You know what I mean? But I think. But I still think we're better than our record, potential-wise. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> that completely, then you don't agree. Because if you're saying sometimes, then consistency is not there. No, consistency, that's the thing. That's what I, yeah, that's I what I mean. I think we could be better than we are, but we. I think that consistency is out the window. So you think it'll never be there? Not with this team. You could play this season over and over again, and I think sometimes they'll be better, sometimes they'll be this bad. You will not see consistency out of Kai Tom 
and even Pol- like Polanco, Kai Tom, dude, Anthony Alford, Dustin Fowler. You're uh, naming guys in our minor leagues. No, but these are guys that we've put up to the plate in our outfield this year. Ben Gamble's been fine. He's also not. He's a fourth outfielder if you want to be a, a better team. You know what I mean? I'm not I think even you could get away with that. Yeah, I think you could get away with I'm not even saying a team that can compete. And I, I'm, I'm, just I'm, I'm going back than, on that. You're right. Yeah, I'm just saying better than our record is now. Ben Gamble would fit on that. Yeah, because he's been good. Yeah. Outside of that, I, I don't. I just I can't imagine it. I don't think I think Kevin Newman had a great year in 2019. I do not believe the same thing from Brian Reynolds. I think he's legit. Yeah. And I think he had a bad 2020. Kevin well, Newman is showing that like he had we've one good year. Said, like we've always said, our top three guys, I'll put them up against anybody's. Yes. Outside of that, I wouldn't put them up against anyone. None of them. I would have said that about Moran early on, but with the injuries, just, and you have to yeah. count the injuries. You're right. Because you could say, well, if we stayed healthy, well, sure, but everyone could say if we stayed healthy, we'd be this. Right. So the that's what makes good teams good. And you know what I mean? The Dodgers have done what they've done without their stars, without their MVP guys. And yeah. so they're fine. They're a couple games out or, you know what I mean, whatever, with basically without Bellinger and Seager. Right. So that's what makes the Dodgers so good. And the Dodgers are not as deep as they were last year. They lost Peterson. They lost Kike Hernandez. And uh, didn't it, wasn't there one more they lost that was... That was well, it wasn't you, Chris Taylor. No, he's still there. Either way, it, it it doesn't matter. The point is that they they even lost guys like that. You know what I mean? And so they're not even as deep as they were. And they're still fine. Jared Oliva's not... No, you know he's I mean? a good defender. Yeah, he's fast. Yeah, that's it. You won't get consistency out of him. We don't have so you can say we have one like good outfielder, one passable outfielder of all the guys that have been out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then infield, I mean Moran occasionally, and I, I'm still going to stick with Key Brian. I know we talked, we said you have to consider injuries, but when he's in the lineup. We just saw it. We just saw him struggle when now we're seeing him bounce back. Yeah. And that, you know what I mean? That's what you want to see out of the good players. So, Adam Frazier. So, you got one outfielder and one infielder. Jacob Stallings would be fine if he was hitting eighth. I wouldn't even change him. If I was saying, if I wanted to put a competitive team out there, he's fine. I, I would be fine with that. Yeah. But not Newman, not not even Moran at this point. Only because the injuries did make him struggle. If he was not injured, I'd be fine with him. That it's just so hard to say. You can't say it. And Reynolds. Right. So literally three guys, four guys if you count Stallings. So you're missing four. You know, mm-hmm. to be a productive, consistent lineup to say we'd be better. And pitching, we're not even going there. No. But anyway, that was a rabbit trail. And we're very good at rabbit trails. <laughs> we showed it there. The point is to go back to what we were saying. I think it's 2024. I think you start to see it in 23, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think maybe you get guys like O'Neill Cruz and Henry Davis even getting right. a, a chance maybe after the All-Star break in that season. And, and it starts to say like, 
oh, wait a minute. It's time to start watching this team. Right. Kind of like you might have done today when Rodolfo Castro had two home runs. Sure. You know what I mean? That was exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's going to be more of that. Unfortunately, I don't, at this point, which is different from the beginning of the year, practically out on Cole Tucker right now. Yeah. He's basically, I don't, I don't believe that he can't get it back, but I'm going to have to see it before I believe it now. Yeah. So he's changing some things. He's, he's working hard. That's great. When I see it, I'll be in. Yeah. Which is why I say those high school shortstops are not safe. You never know how they're going to grow up. You never know what is going to happen. You know what I mean? You just don't know. So Henry Davis to me is safe. And, that goes to the pitchers, too. How many games does Jack Leiter pitch? That's why pitchers are never close. Right. So even drafted at 21-22, now he has to learn, and it's going to take three years to figure out how to throw that many innings. Not figure out well, how to. He Not, throws two games every time he goes out and pitches. Jack Leiter throws over 100, 120 pitches almost every start. <laughs> That, but that's just because that's different, though, right? 100%. It's okay, different. They don't okay. have to pitch as many games. But I'm just saying, when he's throwing 75 to 90 pitches per start, they'll be able to stretch him out quicker. Ideally, you'd like to get him to the point where he can make 32 starts and throw 100 pitches each game, but they don't do that anymore. Right. <laughs> so, hey, man, uh, this is MLB Draft Talk. This is how it goes. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what the draft brings into discussions is what ifs and when and things like like that's what the MLB draft does. I think that's why it's exciting. Usually not because we drafted Henry Davis. Now we're going to be good next year. Like that's not how Major League no. Baseball works, and it's certainly not how impactful the first round of the draft is you have to wait a couple of years to see how good this year's draft is. Yep. There's just no way around it. You can't say, well, those are great names. Yeah, sure. You can give them a grade right now and say they drafted. Well, doesn't mean any of them are going to work out. And hopefully once again, by the way, Tampa Bay just drafted a shortstop. (laughs) How many shortstops, how many shortstops do you think end up not playing short too? You know what I mean? Right. These high school shortstops, they they can play anywhere. Well, they're the high school shortstops they because they're the best player on their team. Right. Which is why they're getting drafted out of high school. Right. Unless they're there was, a, there was another there was another shortstop drafted a little bit ago. I forget who it was that drafted him. His name was Max Muncie. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh yeah. That is funny. Max so. Muncie, Thousand Oaks, California too. High school shortstop. Oakland A's drafted him too. <laughs> Wasn't Max Muncy drafted by the Oakland days and they Maybe. gave up on him. Yeah. Yeah. They gave up on him and literally claimed off waivers by the Dodgers a year yeah. and a half later. He's in the show. Justin yeah. Turner, same sort of thing, dude. The Dodgers are not, they're not the Yankees. They're not just going out and buying it. They're just, they also yeah, Turner, do really good. That was the Mets that gave up on Turner, right? Yeah. Oakland, Oakland days, Max Muncy, the, the first baseman, Max Muncy, the, the all-star. <laughs> Drafted in 2012 by the Oakland A's in round five. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Something about this guy, man. I just like him. 
<laughs> what? Tons of shortstops. Yeah. Cleveland drafted a pitcher. Are you surprised? Go figure. He'll probably be awesome. Probably. For those of you that were that were wondering, the San Francisco Giants, fourteenth uh, overall, picked Will Bednar, David Bednar's brother. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about it. I think it's a good pick. I think that it is something that I think Pirate fans will probably be happy about. Yeah. It's not like drafting a guy that you're gonna forget about before he makes his debut. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Henry Davis, he's our guy. And there'll be more. Uh, I think I think it goes like three days. I think there's, what, 20 rounds? 20 rounds. They 20 cut rounds. it down. <laughs> yeah, they cut it down. It used to be 40. So 20 rounds, who knows? You'll find out in two years whether any of these were big-time picks. Uh, I would expect to see more arms, like more pitching after the second round. Yeah, but I think that he goes. I think he's going for position players, and I don't know. I mean, last year was what Gonzalez then Majinski. Yeah, I think I so. think that was it. So maybe right, right to pitching right now, pitching heavy. You know, I look to see that to be the case again, because you can't have too many because pitchers are such big question marks. Yeah. Well, they did play baseball this week. Yeah, pretty good week, too. Pretty good week, four and three. I know that's not lighting the world on fire or anything, but uh, we won more games than we lost, and we scored 4.86 runs per game. Do I have to do this every week? No. I haven't been wrong yet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we get it. I still might, but, hey, win a series against the Braves, who are... Probably struggling right now is the best way to say it. I mean, I thought they were kind of coming back, but then it was like, oh, maybe not. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, they're they're just confusing. Their season's over yeah. now, right? Right, yeah. Because after our series, what was it, just Friday night or Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Ronald Acuna carted off the field, ACL, he's done. Season He'll be back surgery. next June. I know you think maybe earlier. Maybe. He's a freak athlete, so maybe. Right. But anyway, 11 to 1 was the big one. Gamble yeah. six RBIs. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into every game, but that was a crazy one. And that kind of brings your <laughs> your runs scored per game up a little bit. Well, and it, and it will, but that's what also will bring your, you know, that's why it's an average. That's right. That's a good point. And that's why you went four and three. Yep. You know. And none of we would have went four and three if we scored four runs every game. We would have went four and three. Mm-hmm. So either way, we did get blasted two games in a row. Braves beat us like fourteen to three or something, and then the Mets thirteen to four. Yeah, something like that. Just crazy. All in all, though, good signs. A lot of people. I mean, we just talked about this before we started because of Rodolfo Castro. He gets called up for the second time this year. First time the minor league season hadn't even started yet. Mm-hmm. But this time he makes a he gets a pinch hit opportunity in that thirteen to four blowout loss and hits a home run. Yeah. And it's like, oh, first home run. Good. It made it thirteen that was to his four. First hit too, I believe. Yeah, he didn't have a hit the first uh first time he was up. So yeah, I think you're right. 
or that would make you right. <laughs> but either way, yeah, it's kind of like a, oh, great, I hit my first home run in a game where we were getting absolutely blasted. Right. Kind of stinks. Uh, made good on it today, though. Mm, sure did. What an exciting game today was. They were down 5 nothing in, uh, was it like, oh, it was the first inning. The first inning. They didn't have an out yet. And let me just throw this out there. Chase DeYoung gives up five runs right away. Battled through five innings. Gave yeah. up five runs. Yeah. That is good. He's an interesting dude. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd be on my team if I was trying to win, but I like what he's made of. Sure. I don't. That was a weird thing to say. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, but Castro it makes sense. Two, yeah, but Castro ends up hitting two bombs. Him and Michael Perez go back to back in the fifth, and then he gets up again. It's a two run homer in the sixth, and then yeah. draws a a walk in the ninth, which was big. Yeah, Newman start. Oh, I Newman doesn't start it off, but he hits a one out double, and then the ground out moves Newman up and. John Nagowski. Did we even talk? Did we talk? No did we talk about him last week or did we say we're not even going to bring him up? <laughs> no, we talked about him. <laughs> and all of a sudden he gets 14 hits in his first seven games. Yeah. Open mouth, insert foot. <laughs> I said, love baseball. You said he'll be gone by the all-star break. I said he'll be gone after the all-star break. He won't come back with us when we come back. Right. And he probably will. Uh, yeah, he will. <laughs> Uh, however, Castro will not. You want to have that talk? Castro will not be with the team after the All-Star break. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right, but you kind of just want to let it, just let it ride. I, I, I think he'll go back down, but I think if we deal Adam Frazier, he comes back up and he's our second baseman. I probably wouldn't argue that. I don't think that would happen still, but I wouldn't argue that. I wouldn't say that won't happen. You know what I mean? I guess like it, it would, I don't it think it depend. will, but I, but I, but I'll give it to you. You know what yeah, I mean? It would like also I'm, depend on who we end up getting back. Why? Because if you get if they throw in a guy, a major league guy, I don't think Sherrington would take him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. He's shown yeah. that's not what he's looking for, but yeah. Well, right. But if they just throw him in, yeah, yeah, maybe. But I think that he, I think he wants to see Cole Tucker get at bats. Eric Gonzalez. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wilmer Defoe is still there. And yeah. I think you'd be better off just, I mean, he obviously could play second. Obviously, that's his position. Right. So you could just go with those guys. And I think that's what, I think he would favor that scenario over top of a scenario where, I mean, Rodolfo Castro is 22 years old. You know what I mean? Now, he's on a 40 man mm-hmm. roster. So you could, you only have three years to mess around with him. Mm hmm. Because you're going to be sending him up and down, and he's going to be out of options. So we get that. So you're he's going to be up here because he's on the – you know what I mean? Right. But I just don't – I think that you keep giving him at-bats every single day. And if he's in the majors with that situation, he's not getting at-bats every day. And his best position is still third base, which is not an option. Right. So if he's playing third base at a high level and ends up – because here we go again, and ends up becoming a good trade piece, he won't be that if he's playing at the major league level. He's a better trade piece. And I'm not saying that they're motivated by making him a trade piece, especially right now. I don't think that's actually, I'm going to back up on that. I don't think Sherrington's looking for that. He doesn't want to trade 
why would he trade him to get who? Right. You know what I mean? He's not going to trade away a young guy to get a guy so that we could win right now. Right. That's not, no, Castro will be there. I think Castro gives us a guy who can play all three infield positions, just like Eric Gonzalez. Just, you know what I mean? I think he's just mm-hmm. hits the ball harder than anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. 20, 22 years old. He's not played an inning in AAA. I would venture to say that Sherrington is trying to build a winning culture. And the best way to do that is to keep, I, this is my opinion. I don't know if, I don't know if the second part, he's trying to build a winning culture. That's, we know that. Mm-hmm. But he's building it from the bottom up. Yes, the Pirates aren't winning right now. But by the time Castro and Cruz and Mason Martin and all those guys get there, they're going to be used to winning because they're winning right now. You know what I mean? So you bring up Castro on that team, you may stump something. Look how excited he was today. A lot of those guys in that bench are like, that's more of a sigh of relief what he did. I get that. But at the same time, it's almost like you could just bump Nick Gonzalez up to double A and just keep the winning culture there. No, you you could for the, for the rest of those guys. Well, but Jihuan Bay's playing second right now, not Castro. Castro's playing third, right? But that's beside the point. But you can move Bay. But you're I taking mean, but you're taking Castro out of the winning culture, not the winning culture away from everybody else. Yeah, that's my. I point. just don't. I just don't know if Castro is in your long term plans as a starter. Anyway. I think that going into this season, the people who make the list did not put him in that category. I think the Pirates believe differently. And I think that they're trying to figure out what that looks like. Because the dude's hitting 300 with 11 home runs right now in double-A. Right. You know what I mean? And they're watching that and they're saying, okay, well, it's time to find a place for this guy. Right. It ain't going to be third base. No. And, and if Nick Gonzalez works out, it ain't going to be second base. And he's probably not the ideal shortstop. Probably not. You know what I mean? I think he's only played a handful of games at short. But mostly, actually mostly second base, to be fair. But I he hits the ball really hard. Yeah. And he has been. And so I think that I think they got somebody that Sherrington says, no, this guy. Now, part of the plan, we just talked about, teams have to be deep. Sure. So if you have a starter, let's say in a few years, you got Key Brian Hayes, Lyover Peguero, and Nick Gonzalez. He's the guy that plays all those positions after them. You know what I mean? Right. And he'll get at bats. We've seen that to be true. Yeah. But also, maybe he'll... I, I, I love what Sherrington's doing by taking all of these guys and letting them play other positions. I mean, who knows? He could he could end up in a corner outfield spot. Sure. He's the ball hard enough. Right. So I don't know. He's a good player. He is. I yeah. How about John Nagowski? How about him? It's always doing right now is hitting. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But what do you do? I mean, you come back from the All-Star break. Yeah. What if Moran, Phillip Evans, and Eric Gonzalez, let's say that. Let's say those three guys all come back. 
I think I'd rather see Philip Evans go back down. Is he out of options? I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. That's a good question. But I mean, you can't. You can't. You DFA ride the, him or, So or here's whatever. the thing, Nagowski. You ride him till he struggles, and then you DFA him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, you have to. You don't have to DFA him, but you you kind of got to ride the hot hand. Well, you can't. I mean, if you're gonna send him down, you're DFAing him. That's what I'm saying. I don't, but I don't know if when he starts struggling, you just, you know, if we've already sent somebody down, just leave it as it is. And like, I don't think, oh, he's scuffling. Let's bring Philip Evans back. If, if Philip Evans fine. is it, yeah, I think you do because I think what's the point? Especially because I don't, I don't know, we know what you're going to do with him. He plays first base, and that's it. I mean, they'll probably put him in the outfield. <laughs> Gosh, and it's just. It is. It's getting ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I get it. And I know what they're trying to do. They're just trying to figure it out. They're trying not to. If you start bringing guys up, you're going to ruin it. You know, I get it. You can't do that. So they're just trying to figure out how to put a team out there that will, I mean, try to win games. I've had so many people tell me I can't watch them. And I'm like, I get it. I understand that you don't like to watch the the product that's there right now. And you know who else understands that? Ben Sherrington understands that. But he has to stay on his plan. Right. He cannot waver and worry about how good the major league team is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is what we say. We think we've got some talented players. We think they're trying to win. But ultimately... That's not what this is about. If we are true in saying that we want to win and compete for a long period of time, these types of things have to happen. We're going to be bad this year. Worse mm-hmm. than I thought. Worse than we thought. Yeah. I think I still think it's crazy that most people like that I've at least talked to still consider us the laughing stock of baseball. And I'm like, there's still two teams worse. Mm-hmm. There's two teams that are over 60 wins or losses. I mean, I mean, the Diamondbacks have 66. Right. We are not the, we're not in the worst shape. And I still think the Rangers aren't as good, but that's, I mean, there we're only one loss different. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just have Joey Gallo. <laughs> just absolute monster. You have him winning the Derby? I can't go against him. I don't know that he will. He will hit the furthest home run. I picked him to win it. Oh, I haven't even done the bracket yet. Yeah, I picked him to beat. When is the Derby? Tomorrow. Oh, that's going to be good. Tomorrow night. All right, that's fun. Anyway, good week. Uh, There's no games. Well, actually, there's games in the weekend, but... Enjoy the all-star break. If you guys are, I mean, I understand you're not watching the Pirates right now, but you're obviously fans if you're listening to us, <laughs> like baseball fans. So right. it's definitely worth watching. You know, I mean, Derby's Derby, but the actual game is worth watching. Yeah, it's fun. So that's all we have for this week. Henry Davis, number one overall draft pick. You don't get these all the time. That's fun. Yeah. 
talk to you in a couple of years on whether or not it was a great move. <laughs> right. But also, Rodolfo Castro, that was a fun moment. Uh, I think we'll look back at, at today's game, down 5 nothing, come back and win. I think we'll look back at today's game as like one of the highlights of the year. Yeah. There was not going to be a ton of them, so. Right. We'll look at this game. But Castro, I think, is we'll see him again later this year. If he doesn't come back with us, which I don't think he will. I think we'll see him again. And I think we'll see him in the majors maybe as soon as next year. Mm -hmm. I don't see why not. I don't see why he can't find a way to to be in in the talks for second base next year. Yeah. I'd rather have him than Newman. Yeah. Or Tucker or Gonzalez. Really, I'd rather have him than anybody we have right now. I agree with that. (laughs) So... That's good. Nagowski, whatever. That's been fun. But enjoy those little moments if you're watching the games, if you can stand to watch them. These little things, they're fun. We can enjoy them. Right? Mm-hmm. That's all we have for this week. Unless you have something else. you have anything else? I'm good. Ready for the all-star break. Yeah. I think the Derby's going to be fun this year. You said they're not using the humidor? Yeah, they're turning the humidor off. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. So look for that 500-foot hummers. Gallo will hit at least one 500 feet. I mean, with no humidor, I'm looking for a few. I think there's going to be. You think it makes that big of a difference? I think, yes. Yep. Hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna say there might be six to eight balls hit over 500 feet in the derby. Wow. Well, we'll tell think... you whether or not that happened next week. Go, oh, go Gallo, Gallo, Otani, and Matt Olson all do it. Matt Olson, you did that just to pick Matt Olson. I'll give you Otani and Gallo, Gallo for sure. And Otani, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got it too. Yeah, but sure. I, I mean, I'm not even saying Olson won't, but it's just funny that that's who you picked. I always liked Olson. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a great player. Yeah, but I would think like I would have probably thrown out like Juan Soto. <laughs> well, I, that name yeah. escaped my mind. So <laughs> I think there's I think all I think everyone in it could. Yeah, that's true. Potentially could. It if they're not using the humidor in the thin air, it's all right, I'll give it to you. Seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it's ten, you owe me ten bucks. I don't. Oh okay. Okay. Hey guys, that's all we have for today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Box. Let's go, Box. Let's go, Box.